Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, 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 yes. We are back. The Enough About Me podcast returns after a brief hiatus. It is back. Uh, And it will be on every other week going forward. Once a week was too much work for me. I'm not going to lie to you. Between the show and other shit in my life, I'm not coming in and giving you guys a goddamn podcast every week. You're getting one every other week. It will be better. I promise you that. It will be consistent. You're going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it anyway. I want to have guests I want to have on. And it's going to be easier for Ben to book these guests. We can do a couple in a day, and then I can not have to worry about it doing it again for a month. For me, it's easier. It makes my life easier. I don't really care about your life. I care about mine, and it is easier. So I'm looking forward to doing the podcast and right up the leadoff spot. And so we'll call this season two. Why not? Enough about me is Gary W. Talent of the E Street Band. My dream is to have Bruce Springsteen on. Probably not going to happen. Do you have a guy who's in the E Street Band, the last original E Street Band member around? who's still in the band, is pretty goddamn good. And he was a great, great guy. We had a good conversation. We had a good time. He's in the area, by the way. Uh, He didn't come on here because he wanted to talk to me. He's promoting these shows on his first solo tour ever. Bruce uh, let him go free for a little bit. May 4th, he's in Fall River at the Narrows Center for the Arts. A couple nights later, May 6th, Somerville, the Rockwell. I'm definitely, I was uh, before I was like, am I going to go not go? Actually, listen to his record. I liked it, and I liked him. So I'm going to go and support that. If you like the E Street Band and you like Gary Talent, you should go as well. Uh, Enough about me with Gary Talent. Enough about me, I should add, by the way, is now sponsored by Milton's. And, you know, I do lots of reads, and I and, and I believe in when, all these reads that I do. But I will say this. My relationship with Milton's is great. I love the guys over there. Bill, Dane, I'm outfitted by them. I go all the time. They just dress us up for the White House. They make Chris, Chris Curtis look like a human being. You cannot go wrong at Milton's. The store for men. My favorite place to shop, my favorite place to get clothes, and now the sponsor of Enough About Me. You hear this all the time. 66 shows. 66. Grown, <laughs> a grown man. 66 shows. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Well, well, you know, I just found out a couple of years ago that my brother-in-law, who had kind of like kept it quiet, has been to over 300 shows. <laughs> I can't believe, you know, he kept it secret for years. <laughs> Is there any part of you? Is there any part of you? And I think we'll we'll just get going if you're okay to get going. Or oh, I'm I'm going. You're yeah, good. Okay, I'm, good. Let's go. I'm, is, I'm in the I'm in the middle of rehearsal. Rehearsal. Okay, excellent. And I'm just taking taking a little break. This is our final rehearsal before we hit the road. You hit the road and you. St- I'm looking at your page right here. I'm gonna give you. You start in uh, Illinois. Is that right? We do. Uh, yeah. Well, it's actually um, Illinois, uh, Edwardsville, or Indiana. But it's the, it's the suburb of St. Louis. Okay. That's all I know. Yeah. So I, I, I call it St. Louis, even though it, it isn't. Well, you have, a Saint, you have some history with St. Louis, right? I'm sorry? Don't you, didn't you have a St. Louis connection in your career, or am I wrong? Um, no. No? Not that I, I, I was reading about you, no. and Chuck, you and Chuck Berry or something that, in, in a story the other day or something. I could be wrong. Who knows? Oh, in my research. No, no. Well, I was just talking. Um, I spoke with somebody, and I was just talking about the coincidence i was coming from denver i was driving all the way from denver and i saw the um the sign for wentzville as i was going through uh right before i hit st louis 
And just on luck, I, you know, I hadn't spoken with Chuck in, in quite a while. And I just called him up, um, you know, because he usually answers his own phone and the whole bit. But he didn't, he didn't answer, and I was kind of disappointed. Uh, I was really thinking I might just uh, take a little side trip and say hello. And then he died, you know, like a month yeah. later, and, and it just uh, made me sad. Uh, you know, he lived he li- lived a ripe old age. Is it is it weird for you now when you're performing, like, and, and you're thinking, uh, you know, when you were younger, you probably thought these guys were older. Now you guys are performing at an age that, you know, I'm sure when you started doing this, you didn't think, I'm going to be playing rock and roll music in my late 60s. I mean, that, there, was no, <laughs> there was no example of that back then, you know, because it was the beginning of it, right? Well, the blues guys, you know, the blues guys kind of came yeah. brought out of retirement. Uh, you know, they hadn't played for a while, but the the folk the folk music boom led to the blues boom, and a lot of these guys were found and brought, uh, you know, brought brought back out and started. But we're still performing in their sixties, uh, maybe even even into the seventies. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Uh, I was, at rehearsal, we were just talking. I did a. Uh, record with Sonny Burgess who's one of the original uh, Sun recording artists mm-hmm. and that, that's been 20 years ago and I was saying you know at the time I guess Sonny was probably you know mid 50s and I was thinking you know God you know this guy's old <laughs> right, sure <laughs> but but you know the fact is he's still out there playing and there's like two or three maybe even four of the members of his band that have been together since 1954 Jesus, Jesus, that's crazy. Well, you're the that's crazy. Well, well, you're the last remaining original member of the E Street Band, right? I mean, you are the you are the you are the last one. Well, um, it depends on uh, the last one still playing in the band. In the band, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, who still who still plays with uh, with the band? You 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 you're, you're it. Yeah, yeah. Forty six years, forty five years. Who's, uh, who's counting? Huh? <laughs> okay, a lot of years. How's that? <laughs> yeah, too many years. Now, um, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Somebody oh, said sure, yeah. I, sh- I, I should be proud of that. That's nothing I'm proud of. I'm, something I'm thankful for that, that I, you know, I'm still here. But, yeah, it's uh, I, I miss those, those guys every day. We'll get to. I mean, we'll get to the you know some Springs to East Street band stuff later on. But I yeah. just want to kind of focus on you know the album is uh, is break time, and obviously you're touring. You're going to be in Massachusetts. You're going to be in in Fall River uh, and in Somerville, uh, both in early May. Fall River May fourth at the Narrow Center for the Arts. A couple of nights later, Somerville at the Rockwell, which is a good spot. Uh, is it weird? And, and I guess maybe you haven't done it. You know, the last time. So I'm going to go to one of these shows for sure. I'm going to hopefully go to the Somerville one. And the last time I saw you on stage, there were about yeah. 70,000 people at Foxborough. At the one in Somerville, I'm guessing there's not going to be 70,000 people. It's, is it, is it, 70. (laughs) Well, I mean, I know it's either way it's music, but I mean, is it, is there a different way you handle it? Is it, I mean, obviously that dynamic's different, but when you get up there at its core, is it really different? Well, it's, uh, it's totally different. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how different yet because I haven't really done it yet. I have, I have not been the front man, I've been a side man. Um, for how what would you say forty six years? Yeah, um, you know. Um, so this is all uh, very new to me, but you know that it, that's what's exciting about it. I was going to say it must be it must be in a way exciting though, right? I have to think. Yeah, I, and I don't know um, what would be easier to to get up in front of uh, seventy thousand people with who are all kind of you know anonymous 
or like five people sitting right in front of you, like just <laughs> staring at you. You know, I don't. I think the five people would be more scary than the eighty thousand. Do you ask a guy like Bruce, or even a guy like maybe like a Niels Lofgren, or somebody you know who's done it, to say, okay, you know, how do you run a band? Well, how about the intricacies of running a band? What does it mean? Just the, just the, just, just the, just the running the band aspect of it. Well, um, or no, I, I don't well, know. I, no, I've been, I've been producing records, sure, for all this time. So it's it's really very similar as far as rehearsal. It's like you're just going through the arrangements. You're you're tweaking things. You're you're getting uh, you're getting things to sound the way you want to, and you you try to um, make everybody feel a part of it so they can bring their own thing into it. Um, that's that's all I try to do. Uh, um, you know, there's no written arrangements or anything. We just kind of like try to uh, make it feel good. Are you? Are so you? That, that's my approach to it. Yeah. Are your musical tastes? It seems to me, just listening to the to the record, I got a chance to listen to it this morning. I really liked it. It seems like it's definitely uh, more bent to say forty, fifty years ago than ten or fifteen years ago. Is that is that a, a fair description? Well, uh, absolutely. I, I my uh, my idea upon doing it was to make a record that sounded uh, like it might have been made in nineteen fifty nine. Mm-hmm. And I approached it that way. We recorded it to analog tape with very few microphones, everybody in the same room, you know, as they would have back then. And that, and the, the songs that I chose and the arrangements that I did of the songs were uh, all meant to reflect that. So, yeah, that, that was definitely uh, my uh, reason for doing the record, was to really just pay homage to what really turned me on to music in the first place when I was a child. I'm more with Gary Talent in a second. This is a pretty interesting part of the uh, conversation comes comes up right here. It ties in Springsteen, ties in his tour, Springsteen tour, all this stuff. Sort of the life of a, a session guy, which I find almost most fascinating about Gary Talent. But first, Milton's, the new sponsor for Enough About Me. My guys at Milton's, Dana, Bill, all the guys are going to dress you to make you look good. You saw the pictures on Twitter of me at the White House. I usually look good. I look great. Jerry Callahan looks okay. Usually you look damn good. Chris Curtis does not look like a human being normally. Looks like a sloth. Looked like $3 million in his Milton suit. Milton's will walk you through the entire experience. If you're dope like me, you walk in looking like a dope. You walk out looking like $5 million at Milton's. It's the store for men. I am thrilled that these guys are sponsoring the Enough About Me podcast. Could not be happier. We've waited for a while to pick a sponsor. We've got the ones we want right now. Milton's is the store for men. They're going to make you look good. I guarantee it. South Shore Plaza Braintree. I go to the one at Chestnut Hill Square. Chestnut Hill Milton's, the store for men. Now back to Gary Talent. One of the things that I find interesting about sort of where you're at, obviously you've had a great career, a successful career on your own and in the band. So you're on this tour now. It's been, you know, you, you had to delay the tour because of the river tour. So let's say you go out, you're in the middle of this tour, you're kicking ass, you're in uh, Belfast in, in May, May 30th. You get a call that night from Bruce saying, hey, I need you in the studio tomorrow. Hey, we're going to do this. You got to stop everything and go, right? I mean, is that just the life of a guy in a band like the E Street Band? Um, well, or no? No. No, okay. I mean, you know, the, the fact is uh, we haven't really, uh, we haven't worked that way in quite a while. It used to be, and that's probably a lot of the reason that I didn't do more things like this that would really nail me down to a schedule. But, um, no, that's not likely. It, it, it comes close sometimes. Well, how does it work but now? No. Like, how does it work now? Well, um... <laughs> 
Now I go out to book a tour, right? And then I speak to an agent who says, "Well, uh, do you know that Bruce already has that date booked?" <laughs> <laughs> and I say, "Oh, that's good." <laughs> so I don't find out on you know the day before. I can usually find out a little ahead of time through the internet that something's going on. So you you won't call like Springsteen himself and say, "Hey, I'm doing this." It doesn't work like that anymore. Well, uh, um, no, it doesn't. Uh, basically, uh, the understanding was that we weren't going to be working this this year. Right. So I say, okay, um, great. And the fact is. Well, Stephen and I got together and he said, well, okay, <laughs> I'm booking a tour. You better book one, too. And um, I, Nils is doing the same. So it's going to be harder for him to call in three people than it is one. So <laughs> there's solidarity in that. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is, it hard? is it harder now to have a relationship with a guy like that when he's gotten so big in his own field and, and you've done your own thing versus like 25, 30, 40 years ago? I mean, and you have your family as his family. I guess it... It must be different now. Is it more business than friendship? Well, it's I've got uh, I've got uh, four brothers, mm-hmm. and it's exactly the same. You know, you may not speak for a year. I mean, it, it's it's terrible, but it, that's you know the time goes by so fast. And but when you do, you pick up the conversations that you had a year ago. Uh, it's it's just it's just like that. You know, we don't really necessarily hang out together and all that. But um, you know we are we are still brothers basically. Is there a part of you that feels, you know, I would think getting a chance to do something like this is an outlet creatively that you're not able to do when you're on a long tour like that and you're playing. Now you guys obviously play three million different songs, but when you're in the background doing your thing, which is vital obviously to the band, but doing your thing, this must be such a different outlet creatively for you. That must be freeing. I, I would think. Well, um, it's a lot more work. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, I get that. I have, I have, uh, I have new respect for the the people that I've produced over the years. You know, making them, you know, <laughs> making them quick, kick, uh, keep doing something over and over again until they get it right. You know, it's you got to memorize all these words. I I swear, next record, I'm not going to write so many words. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, you learn. But no, it's um, it's totally different. Uh, it's just. It's just different. I, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed my uh, role as a sideman. Um, I've enjoyed the anonymity all these years that, uh, you know, I can go anywhere, do anything, and, and not be recognized and, and still have that, uh, that experience of playing in front of, like you say, 70,000 people. Um, so it, it's, a nice, uh, it's a nice trade-off for me. It it is strange now. Obviously, for a guy like me, like I said, who's seen a million shows, I, obviously I know you, I know you well. But within this sort of dynamics of the band, when there was Clarence, and then there's Stevie, and then obviously there's Bruce's wife, and there's Max who was on TV. You've, I'm guess, maybe it's purposely so, but you've always seemed, you know, also on the stage in the background and sort of have a quiet presence. Is that is that something you're you're just more comfortable with? Yes. Yeah. That's basically the the role that I uh, chose and I, I was comfortable with, and and still am. Yeah, you no, know, I, I, you know, the fact is, I can still what I do what I did in my twenties. <laughs> I don't have to. And nobody expects me to do uh, somersaults across the stage because I never did. Sure, but when you're when you're the lead guy, <laughs> and when you're fronting a band now on a tour like this, so when I see you in Fall River or in Somerville in May, yeah. there's going to have to be more of that, whether it's a showman or not. But it's obviously a different role. It's a different role, and that will um, that is still remains to be seen. 
that's still developing. Yeah, is that part of you nervous and, and, about? Is part of you nervous about that, or? Of course, but that's I also uh, I equate the the uh, the feeling as um, excitement. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, to me. I mean, yes, you you can call it whatever you want to, but I call it excitement. I mean, are you still nervous when you go out? You know, like I said, I saw you at Gillette or at, at the Garden or whatever. Are you still nervous when you roll out there at eight fifteen to start a show, or is it just kind of punching the clock and going to work? Um, no, I still I still get nervous. Yeah, uh, that that's just part of it. But that's like I say, that's excitement. Yeah. It's okay, we're gonna we're gonna do it. Right. And this is exciting. But this you've... is what I've been waiting for all day. Yeah. You know, being being on the road is really not that much fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I would never do it if it, if it weren't for that that time in the day where I get to go out and and, and play music and and have these people uh, react to it. I would guess just just reading about you over the years and and knowing the music that seems that you like. Uh, I would guess, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. The favorite part of, of, of say, the East Street Band show for you now might be when Bruce pulls up one of these signs and pulls up a random song that you guys haven't even practiced. I would think for you that must be some sort of, you know, awakening within the show. Sort of okay, I'm not playing the Promised Land here. Or I'm not playing whatever song I've played three million times. We get to do an old Chuck Berry song or an old Stone song or something like that. That must be for you, kind of. I would think fun within the show. I think that's true for everybody. It, you know, it's it just uh, the unexpected and the spontaneity that I think that that's something that the band has always tried to, uh, to you know, that has always been, been part of what we do. Is even even the songs that we've done a thousand times, they're a little bit different every night. I mean, you're always looking for some some other place you you can take it. But yeah, it's something like that, you know, stump the band. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's. It's pretty fun. I mean, do you still feel like you're a bar band, essentially, or no? I mean, I've heard Springsteen say that. <laughs> well, that's what we are. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what we came out of, and uh, nothing's really changed. But that's um, I'm proud of that. But, you know, we 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 grew up playing all kinds of different music, and um, I I think that's very important to. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Um, but it, it's what we do, and that's what we enjoy doing. Do you have the kind of relationship w- with him now, where if there's a song or something that you're recording that you just think, you know what, this song's not working. It's just this. This is. Can you go to him and say, Hey, Bruce, I, I'm not feeling this. Are you in there to play your part and go home? I mean, what is that like relationship like within, say, recording a song today versus 35 years ago or 40 years ago? My job is to. Uh, make the song work. Mm-hmm. And if it's not working, uh, if it's not working for me, you know, I've got to figure out if it's my part that's making it not work or if there's something else I can do. No, I, I, I mean, I have songs that, uh, usually the songs that I like the most are the ones that he kind of just says, eh, yeah. <laughs> we don't really need that one. Um, like what? Like what? No. Any specific ones? or? Well, um, Oh, there's, there's mostly the you know the up tempo things, the things that come. Well, hungry heart, right? Hungry heart. He he didn't want to do it. Ah, oh, that's that's a throwaway. I said, no, man. Everybody, the whole band. It wasn't just me. The whole band just said, "What are you kidding me? This is this is great." So, uh, but he you know he pretty much does what he's going to do, and uh, it it's been that way uh, for a very long time. I mean, and so you know our job is to. Is to to make it all work. 
when he when he broke the band up, whatever now, you know, 20 plus, obviously more than 20 years ago, I guess, when you got the call and then you went down, you were in Tennessee, you had a real successful career producing records. Would you have been fine uh, creatively, professionally uh, in your own life if he had just never called you back to have a reunion? I mean, you had just gone on and done and produced your music and just had your own career. I mean, did you need that reunion or were you OK without it? I was fine without it. I, I really uh, I had already moved to Nashville. I had mm-hmm. begun my career as a producer and, and uh, was pretty well established as a session player. And mm-hmm. a guy got to play on records with Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson. And, you know, it was a dream come true to me. So I'm and I've been very, very content. Uh, and also that's when I uh, started raising a family. I, I never really expected to. Uh, never really wanted to be on the road and be an absentee father. Um, so, no, I was I was completely fine. But, you know, the fact is, it is, uh, it has, we have a lot of history together. And um, so it makes it hard to say no. And, and I realized since the reunion, we probably played more than we did for the whole time that we were together in 1971. <laughs> you know, we've probably played three times more shows in the last 15 years. How was the experience with Johnny Cash? Was that working on one of the, like the one of the Rick Rubin records, or was that before that? No, no, that was um, well. The, uh, the, I did a couple things with Johnny Cash, and um, for one of them, he wasn't even there. Uh-huh. Uh, it, we cut the track. It was a duet between him and Joan Osborne, and Joan Osborne was there, and Johnny Cash did his part later. And um, another one was was. Uh, the Highwaymen, you know the Highwaymen yeah Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings, yeah, yeah, yeah. They re-released it and they they had a bonus track, which was a new thing, and I got to play on that. And you know they were all there in the studio at the same time, but that was pretty intimidating. I didn't, you know, it's not like we became fast uh, friends or anything. It's like you know, it's like we're looking at Mount Rushmore staring down at you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get, I, I, I read Peter uh, Ames uh, Carlin's book. So when you get the call for the reunion uh, tour, your first reaction is like, basically, you know, fuck this. I mean, it sounded like you were getting offered less than you were getting from the river, right? Some some rep called you and you said, I am not, I'm not doing this shit, right? <laughs> well, I hate to go into all that, but uh, yeah, it wasn't... Uh... Um, it wasn't something I needed in my life, and certainly the um, the offer that was made from the business people um, was we won't. Well, yeah, we can say insulting. Yeah, it was insulting. I mean, we, but you know, but that's uh, not. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I mean, I I said no. Uh, you know, no can do. Not interested. Yeah, it's a nice but place. Then, you know, but then Bruce stepped in, and you know, and decided that uh, you know he. He needed to uh, step up, right? But you know, the business people will always try to, you know, try to, to do the business the way they do it. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's not. It wasn't that big a deal. It's just kind of. It's the, it's the business of it. It seems like every so. every music book or documentary I've seen, whether it's Bruce or you guys or or Petty or the Eagles or anybody, there, there is always within this plot somewhere a business guy trying to screw somebody over is that just the way the music business is i mean i guess essentially it's what every business is but it seems more crystallized <laughs> it does seem more crystallized in the music business maybe i'm wrong in that but it just feels that way well um you know ron wood was in the rolling stones for 25 years before they made him uh, a partner and they right. didn't make him a partner until bill wyman left 
Um, a friend of mine has been playing with the Eagles for at least, well, since, uh, um, oh, geez, the guy, uh, is it, the guy is who it, got kicked out. Is it Stuart Smith? Uh, who re- Stuart Smith? Stuart Smith. The guy who replaced uh, Felder. Yeah. Yeah. That's and 20. That's 15, with, 15, with 15 years, maybe, no? At, yeah, at least. Maybe 20, least. yeah. And Stuart's a good pal, and I was very happy for him when he got the gig. And, um, you know, he's still, he's just a, he's just a side man. Um, but, you know, uh, that, that is the business. Is, is, um, I, I auditioned for the Rolling Stones when, um, in 92 when Bill left. Really? And, and a good friend of mine, Daryl Jones actually got the gig and, you know, still, you know, I, I, we all thought that, you know, we were joining the Rolling Stones if we got the gig. But it's not, you know, Daryl is just kind of like, you know, he's put in the back and, you know, so at least I'm, I'm a side man, which is actually a band, you know, I mean, right. I might not be on, on the record covers, but, uh, you know, the guys in the band, we know who we are. What was the, what's that, the, ex- that's all that matters. what's the experience like of, re- of trying out for the Rolling Stones? Is it literally Jagger and Richards are sitting there with their legs crossed, sitting there saying, play for me, or is it, I mean, what is that no, process? No, 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 you, well, Mick actually called and mm-hmm. said, you know, it's not, a, it's, this is not an audition, we're just going to get together and play. Of course, it's an audition. Right. And um, the fact is, I was the first one that they saw. <laughs> and so, um, they hadn't played together in about three years. Mm-hmm. So I walked in, and um, they were they were pretty dreadful. It's a good thing that I was the one auditioning because if it were them, I would have passed. <laughs> right? They were, uh, they, you know, they were out of practice. But um, no, it was it was a kick. They were they were all very gracious, uh, really nice. And I think by the time they got to the fiftieth person, they forgot who <laughs> who came in first. You know, and and Daryl Jones is also a terrific player, and. Um, he had played. I met Daryl when he played with Miles Davis, and and Charlie Watts was a big jazz fan. As soon as he heard that, you know, this guy played with Miles Davis, <laughs> we want that guy. Right? Is is it yeah, the kind of that, thing when you try out for the Rolling Stones, you have to give like Springsteen a call and say, "Hey, just a heads up, if you're looking to do this, I'm 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 out. I'm joining the Stones, or you just go and do it." We just go and do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a it was a long shot. Sure. But, you know, not it's not everybody every day that Mick Jagger calls you up. <laughs> no. Invites you invites you to just jam a little bit. I, well, you know, he, he bought me a first class uh, ticket both ways. So, you know, not it's bad. Not a case where he uh, you know you go there in a limousine and they send you home in a cab. You know, they they were very uh, very great. They were very great, and um, and it was it was a great experience. So you're, rehe- you're rehearsing, you're kind of take a break from rehearsals as we speak right now. What is the, uh, so when I go see you in Fall River in May or in Somerville uh, in May, we'll give out those tour dates as well later on. What, when I sit down for the show, what, what am I getting? What, what, what kind of show am I going to see? Well, if you hear the album, mm-hmm. you'll have an idea of what the show is going to be. It basically, you know, it's, it's, it's things that make sense uh, for what we're doing. It, it's, there's a lot of Cajun influence. A lot of rockabilly, a lot of uh, uh, New Orleans R&B. You know, just basically uh, um, that, that. That's the band. Right. And, and you know, the covers that we've chosen to do to fill out the shows, um, they, they, all, they all try. I'm trying to make it all make sense. I'll be doing covers of, of some things that uh, I've produced in the past. And 
like I say, there's things that things that make sense to, as part of my career, other other than the solo record. I was going to say, you, you prepare for that drunk asshole who screams out for Rosalita or Backstreet or something like that. I mean, that's that's going to happen at some of these shows. That's going to ha- it's going to happen. Sure, it's going to happen, and it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you're, you seem, you know, you, it seems, you know, you're laid back and pretty content with what you've done. I would just, you know, at what age do you say, uh, you know, when Bruce calls and says we're going to do this tour again and we're going to Europe and Australia, and do you just say, you know what, Bruce, I'm just, I'm just, I just want to stay home. I just want to hang out and stay home. Is that going to happen, or as long as he's calling, you're going, or what's the plan? One day at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I feel great now. I mean, I'm 67 years old. I never lived. I never expected to live past 30. You know, so. Every day is a, every every day is a special. Yeah, I'm sure. So Nineteen. I, I, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I don't know what age I'm gonna say. I don't feel like doing this anymore because it's still fun. Yeah, you're enjoying it more or less about the same as say 30 oh, years ago. More, more, definitely more. How come? Yeah, definitely. Oh, because it's we're all very we're much more sure of ourselves. You know, the band the band has grown. Um, to respect one another, to really understand each other, and that really is the only way that you can you can play as tightly as we do. You really learn uh, to communicate through the music, and the only thing that can do that is time and respect, and just enjoying each other's playing. And we've gotten to that place, and that's a very special place to be. It took a while to get there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But that's the life absolutely. of a band, right? I would guess. I mean, that's... That's, it. that's why bands don't last very long. Right, right. And you guys took a long break, and then you're back at it again. And you're on this tour now with... Uh, so how many how many people are in this band when you're when you're out here touring uh, with your group? There's, there's uh, seven of us, counting myself. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty large band, but I... You know, I really enjoy the, um, you know, the, the accordion and the fiddle. That's really part of, you know, we could probably go out uh, to guitars, bass, and drums. But, um, but you know, I like I like having the, you know, the extra in- instrumentation, and I think it 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 kind of uh, without it, it doesn't reflect anything um, unique about uh, the sound that I'm trying to create. And the tour goes right now, anyway, I'm looking at it, it goes through June in Europe. If it goes well, are you going to add some more dates? Is that the plan? Or? One day at a time. One day at a time. Is, is, is this, <laughs> okay, and how about, you know, a little nugget for the uh, Springsteen crowd out there. What You said nothing this year. Do you have any idea, any idea at all what's next or no? Absolutely not. None? None. I mean, I'm, I'm still anxious to hear this solo record that he's done that I've been hearing about for three years, four right. years. Right. Five years, and it's. I haven't heard it yet, and um, I'm sure it's great, and um, I'm going to enjoy hearing it, and I'm curious to see what you know what he puts together, whether it's a solo tour or whatever. But um, no, I'm, anybody's guess is as good as mine, and probably better than mine. You know, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I admire. I really don't give it any thought. I admire your laid back attitude. So I was you. And I saw that other band touring in 92, 93, the Seeger Sessions band. And I'd be like, you know what, Bruce? What the hell? Like, I want to go out there. I want to tour. I want to make some money. What are you doing with these guys? You know I'm better than these guys. But that never crosses your mind. No. No. I'm, I've, I've, I've been very content with the, the projects that I've done. And, um, 
that you know it, it it's still interesting and it's still um there's still a lot of things to do Excellent. a lot of new things to do and and you know what is say uh saying um make new friends and keep the old mm-hmm. you know the old is uh, the old is the gold and right. and everything else is just you know icing on the cake what? and there's there's a lot more icing <laughs> yeah. Icing is very sweet. <laughs> is there any song uh, dancing a dark born around when when you see it in the set list or you know what you have to do it the next time you think oh my god I got to play this thing again or is it just you're ready you're ready to go? Yeah, it, I mean you know uh, everybody's got their favorites and and but usually I say you know the, my favorite song is the one I'm playing at the moment. Right, but you do agree with me? Darkness is the best album you guys have ever made, right? We agree on that. No. What do you mean, no? What? What's better? Well, you know, they're different. Better or different? You know? well, what's the only... Uh, if you could I, take... Oh, Desert Island, one of them. Which one are you taking? I wouldn't take either one. Which one are you taking? <laughs> I'm not taking either one. What do you mean? Any of them? I'm taking... I'm taking Buddy Holly. No, you're only allowed one one Springsteen album that you work you that you worked on that you worked on. Only one. That's it. That's all you can listen to for the rest of your life. That's it. We're not allowing any of the other stuff. The River. No, the River's a double album. Listen, that's true. It's more music. You can't. (laughs) It's a double album. You can skip over Crush on You, maybe, but that's okay. My money. Yes. Although you know, it's a great a a great record you guys made. It's underappreciated. It's Magic. That's like ten years old now. That's a great record. Uh Yeah. I, I. I enjoy that too. I, you know, I don't. Uh, I you know, I don't really you know, try not to pick favorites. You know, um, yeah. You can't. I can't. I can't pick favorites. You know, people are asking me. You know, what's my favorite Bruce song? I don't have a favorite Bruce song. Yeah, but, what's, um, but you must have a favorite uh, uh, piece of work you did on a Bruce song, no or no? No. No. I'm great on everything. Absolutely, there's no question. It's consistent greatness. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And the uh, and the uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, that's just a little joke. I understand. But, uh, I understand. No, I'm. Uh, uh, you are the heart and no. soul of the E Street Band. Just say it. It's okay. Uh, accept it. It's, it's, it's that's f- not. That's not the case. But uh, you know, I've, I've I've enjoyed my career. I've, I've had a lot of freedom, and I really appreciate that. And uh, it's been it's been a, a very great uh, way of expressing myself, and I really haven't had a need to do anything as far as uh, songwriting or you know anything up until now. Where it's kind of like okay, it's now or never. Right. Well, so, the record is. Uh, it's now. Yep. Yeah. Well, excellent. The record is break time, which I enjoyed. The tour will bring us. Uh, into this area, to the Boston area in early May. I'll tell you again, May 4th in Fall River, Narrow Center for the Arts. May 6th, Somerville, uh, the Rockwell, which I'm going to be at, Gary. I'm looking forward to it. And then uh, all the way on the East Coast and into Europe. And then who knows? Like you said, you know, Bruce could be back next year. Gary could be touring later on. One day at a time is his attitude, which I like and I appreciate. The uh, great, (laughs) the great, great, great (laughs) Gary talent of the East Street Band. I should say, by the way, a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Sorry, I didn't mention that earlier. I know you want that in your... uh, to be introduced every time we say your name, right? Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, uh, Gary Talent. I, I, that's, that's still kind of strange, but uh, uh, I'm running to accept it. Good, good. So go back to your rehearsal. Thanks again for uh, giving us some of your time, and I will uh, definitely see you in May at those shows. I'm sure they'll be great. I look forward to it, Kirk. All right, Gary, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. All right, thanks again for listening to the Enough About Me podcast. 
Actually, you know what? I'm really not thankful at all. You should be thanking me. You get this shit every week, these great podcasts, totally free. Do me a favor. Would you go to iTunes, download it, go to Stitcher, do the same, and leave a rating, leave a review. That's where you can help me out. This podcast is going to be number one again. I guarantee it. And you're going to help me along with the process. So for that, I guess at the end, maybe I will thank you. There's a lot of thank yous going back and forth. Here's the point. Fuck you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.